You are listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit our website at insideactingpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Inside Acting. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And on this podcast, we interview writers, directors, agents, managers, casting directors, anybody involved with the entertainment industry, and we package it up into this podcast and bring it to an internet's near you. We are just two dudes with a podcast as well, so uh, don't take anything we say in this podcast necessarily as the gospel truth. We are we started this podcast because we're looking for the answers as much as everybody else, so if you guys hear something on this podcast that you'd like to chime in on, uh, argue with us on, um, back us up on, whatever it is, <laughs> just let us know. There's a lot of different ways you can uh, interact with us, get in touch with us, get your voice in the podcast. And you can start to discover those ways by going to our website online at InsideActingPodcast.com. And on this episode, we've got part two of our two-part interview with uh, actor Darren Petty. You may recognize from such uh, uh, small television shows on not major networks as Mad Men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's heard of that. Man. Nobody's no ever heard of that heard show, of that show. Yeah. Um, as, uh, as well as some other things. So stick around for that. So what's up, dude? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> I do. You know. I um, do. <clears throat> yeah, it was um, it's kind of a slow career week for me. Um, I know you've got a lot to talk about, which is where we're going to spend the majority of our time. But um, yeah, this week was just about, um, you know, supporting you as well as a lot mm-hmm. of my other friends and what you guys were up to. Um, and also, um, really taking in when I get to like work, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. Essentially starting, I started my own business doing private computer consultations and it's been going really well, but it's not technically computer consultations, is it? What do you mean? I mean, doesn't your business card say, uh, teaching education independence over consultation? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. The, the business is called teaching you to fish. Mm -hmm. You're teaching you to fish.com. It's, um, you know, fish for a man, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. It's a biblical reference. And it's basically my idea is that a lot of consultants, you know, uh, set people up to lose because then they are forced to call that consultant right. back. They so, want you to be dependent on them. Right. And so my whole point is to create this sense of independence. And a lot of people have told me, well, doesn't that kind of make you obsolete doesn't that a bad business plan? isn't that a bad business plan right. and uh i disagree because i think that people you know it's like it's like apple people buy people there's a lot of people out there that buy apple products because of the philosophy behind them it's uh, it's my conviction and i think that people really respond well to that and um you know talking to my clients they agree they they do respond respond well to it so yeah. um that's my story and i'm sticking to it you know it's yeah and it's going really well so yeah, I, guess, I was gonna say i mean you're it's really kind of blown up for you in this past month yeah yeah well it, you know i've i've been telling everybody it's been about owning it 
Like I am doing this because before I was like, oh, should I go back to Apple? Should I this? Should I that kind of tentatively and not really putting it out there in the world that I was doing this. And once I owned it, once I was like, nope, this is what I'm up to. This is what I'm doing. All of a sudden clients started coming in, new clients, people calling me that haven't called me to you know work for them for like two years. All And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And I started um, making more money than I've made in a very, very long time. I can't remember the last time I made this much money because I'm making enough money such that not only am I paying my bills, but I've got stuff left over. So I'm chipping away mm-hmm. my debt. I'm, I'm, I'm doing things for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm purchasing classes, educating myself, um, <clears throat> you know, doing things that I had essentially told myself I couldn't do because of the money conversation. So, so what do you attribute that kind of spike in well, that, that, um, you know, increase in income to, I mean, is there a specific couple things that you've been doing? Two things. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily a specific thing that I've been doing, but it's maybe a specific things I've been being. In other words, once I owned it, once I was like, I'm not going to be afraid of this, I'm going to take the plunge. That's when all of a sudden I started getting all these calls and stuff. So I really truly feel, and you know, some of our listeners might be like, Oh, there they go on their little new age kick again, but whatever. I really (laughs) feel like, and we love it. I really feel like, yeah, right. I really feel like it was like, you know, the universe going, Oh, you're ready. You're, you're saying you're ready now. Okay, here you go. And then just Mm. like, you know, giving me that abundance and by abundance, I don't even necessarily mean financial abundance. I mean, an abundance of time an abundance of clients. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally true. So that, that, that's sort of taking ownership. And then speaking of abundance, that other thing that I was going to mention, the second thing is just, um, coming from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of scarcity, which we have talked mm-hmm. about on the podcast. Soup plantation, anybody? <laughs> remember that story? <laughs> I do remember I'm that still story. like embarrassed that I told it, but for some reason that was an experience that was like, oh my God, here it is. Abundance <laughs> and scarcity. Right. Right. Yeah, I better <laughs> fill up my face or I'm never going to yeah. have this. Yeah, exactly. And ruining it for myself. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so. So yeah, so just coming from a place of like, I instead of telling myself I don't have enough money, telling myself I have plenty of money. I have plenty of money. I can take care of the things I can. I I, I, I get to take care of. I'm totally fine. Everything's fine. And it's not a matter of I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being irresponsible and like not looking at my bank account, but just like not not being victimized by it. Not saying like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that because you know, it, like if something's going to support me if I want to pay for a class. Not saying like, well, I can't do that because otherwise I won't be able to pay my rent. It's like, no, everything's going to be fine because I'm working mm. pa- and paying for that and then knowing that I'm going to have enough to pay my rent and pay my bills and yeah, and that kind of thing. So know? more than anything, it was really just kind of a, an energy shift. Yeah. I, 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 I have paradigm shift. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So, so in that, my, my original point, and this is what I was, I'm, I'm still having trouble putting words to it, but basically what I'm saying is like, now that that's my mentality, now it becomes like, okay, if I'm own, if I own my own business and it's my job to be my own boss, when do I work? Like that simple, that practical, like when am I going to work? Mm. Do I go to work this many hours a day? Do I go to work this day and not this day? What are my days off? And like right. literally figuring that out because like there's an element of I'm making enough money that I could just like take entire days off. Yeah. You know, as a freelance, that's a huge challenge. Is huge structure. Challenge. You have to structure, you have to be the boss. You have to structure your schedule. Exactly. You have to create your hours. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and in that there, there gets to be a conversation you have with yourself where you, 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 you can say to yourself, I may not be working today, but I'm going to create something. So we talked about shipping 
right in the yeah. last episode. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it has to be something to do with your acting career. Um, it could be it could be like going to lunch with a friend. It could be going to the gym. It could be being in service, going to work at a soup kitchen or something, you know, a homeless shelter, whatever, whatever, whatever it looks like for you. Just when you wake up in the morning, know that you're going to create some stuff today. We are me. <laughs> I got this from the training. We're meaning making machines. <laughs> we make meaning out of everything. We, we, we interpret everything. Like that is what, that is what our human brain's job is to do. Mm. No other creature does that right? No other creature looks at a thing and goes, oh, it's not that, it's this, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Putting symbols on things right. and represent- representations of things. Um, Seeing patterns where they may not exist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No. For, well, yeah. For, for an animal, it's just like, can I eat that? No? Okay. <laughs> Should I eat it? <laughs> Should I eat Should it? I eat Should it? I have sex, have sex with, with it? it? Or run away from <laughs> it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very, very simple. It's the lizard um, brain talking there. Right. Right. And that's how I live my life now. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's not it at all. Oh, no, I'm God, just, which one am I? That's <laughs> uh, all, all of the above. All three are awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is getting weird. No but, offense. Yeah, uh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I guess that was, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's just like it is that sort of freelance. We were talking about this before we started recording. You know, yeah, the, the idea yeah. of like living the freelance lifestyle. Yeah. You know, um, it's a challenge, but it's great. Yeah. It's great because well, it, I, mean, I, I finally, it's like, I have that, I have that quote unquote actor dream job. That's, that's the best part about. is, you know, you may not have the, the ease of sliding into a place where you have very distinct responsibilities and you clock in and whatever, like the trade off is that now you don't have to sweat bullets every time your, your manager or your agent calls and going, Oh my God, how am I going to get my shift by two o'clock yeah. this afternoon? Oh get my, my shift covered and switch yeah. with somebody else and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm making $15 an hour as opposed to a hundred dollars. Right, hour. right. One of them is, you know, takes more effort, but wow, that's more powerful. Yeah. What an empowered place to come from. And that affects how you show up in the room, how you show up in your relationships with uh, industry peers. I mean, how you show up on set, the work you do. I mean, that is just... How we do one oof. thing is how we do everything. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That really crystallized <clears throat> for me this weekend, that concept. I understood it intellectually before, but now I understand it from a heart place. Nice. You know? Yeah. It was... Yeah. So, so why, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a few podcast listeners uh, <clears throat> may know, um, I went to... Because they uh, were there. Because <laughs> they were there, yeah. I went to the, uh, the MITT basic training this weekend, and it was uh, quite an experience. I, I, I must admit, uh, I was going in with a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. I was going in with my heels dug into the ground and my arms out, like just just resisting it, you know, just kind of going in, coming from a headspace. And the first day was cool, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, this is neat. You know, people were sharing their stories and our trainer is a freaking rock star, rock star. Like I'm madly in love with the guy <laughs> after uh, these five days. And I don't even swing that way, but amazing person. Uh, and uh, so I learned a lot that first day. The second day we got into some kind of deeper stuff and I was like, I was really turned off by it. I was like, I just, this is not for me, man. Like, Third day, a little more of the same. It was kind of cool. And then somebody shared something on the Friday night about, uh, there was a guy who stood up and he he used to be a professional tennis player. And I don't even remember what he said exactly, but it was something that he said in his dialogue with the trainer that just flipped a switch in my head. And I went, oh my God, I can relate to that on this deep level I'd never acknowledged before. Mm. And all of a sudden I was like, if I'm going to get anything out of this, I have to surrender. I have to just surrender to it. And once I did... It was like, it was like 
going. It was like I had been I had been working my way up to the top of the roller coaster, and as soon as that switch got flipped, I went for the ride. Wow! And uh, I really experienced uh, some things that that I that I I can't wrap language around because they're all they're all. I mean, it's different for everybody, but like it, I feel fundamentally changed in in the best possible way. I, I can already hear some people, maybe this is just a story in my head, but people out there saying like, oh, it's brainwashing, it's a cult, it's this, it's that. And that's what I was thinking too, going into it. That's why I was resisting it so much. And our trainer said, somebody said that. I said like, well, you know, like they stood up and said something about brainwashing or it being a cult. And he joked about it being a cult the whole time. He's like, if you guys go outside right now after this exercise, people are going to think we're a cult. So he's like, so just kind of like give yourself a few minutes to breathe <laughs> and then go out, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then somebody said something about being brainwashed. And he said, he said, well, I got good news and bad news for you. The good news is your beliefs are always going to be your beliefs. No one can change that. Like your beliefs about yourself are always yours. The bad news your beliefs about yourself are always going to be yours and you're <laughs> going to have to own that for the rest of your life. I had a, I had a moment and I'll, I'll just, I'll share this with you. Uh, and on the podcast, um, I had a story going into this that the woman who ran this thing, she bought the, she, from what I understand, she was a, a Dutch hairdresser and she bought the rights to the life spring courses mm-hmm. when they were going out of business for one reason or another, and then kept them going and uh developed them and expanded them and whatnot and in my head my story was oh it's this queen bee woman sitting back on her plush leather couch you know buying cars raking in money kind of like having her minions do work and she's just conning out all of us right it's all just a big con nobody can change their life it's not that easy you know yeah it's not you don't just take a course and then come out the other side changed and it, it, that's that's true that part is true you need to keep working on this stuff i mean absolutely but, but damn the courses are effective <clears throat> if you surrender to them. But when I saw her at the graduation, I, I realized how, how wrong I had been about that story, but also how I make up stories like that for every aspect of my life Mm -hmm. and how it keeps me in this tight little box of people are selfish. People are greedy. People are out to take advantage of one another. Things don't work uh, because of this. This is, and it just expanded. And it was like a, it was like a ripple effect. As mm-hmm. I went to bed that night, I was like, oh my God, I have been stopping myself in so many ways because of these stupid stories that I make up in my head to keep myself small and to keep myself safe. And these are things I kind of understood intellectually before I went into basic. But having done some of the exercises and experiencing it kind of in my body, like some of the exercises were kind of silly, you know, like you felt like a kid doing them, yeah. jumping around or doing whatever. But sometimes that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. to get the idea into your out of your head and into your heart and the rest yeah. of your body. Uh, there's I could go on for hours about this, um, but I'll just make the same offer that you made on the podcast. If anybody wants to learn more, um, contact either of us. I mean, I am completely uh, on board and just in awe and floored and grateful and so many things for, for AJ and uh, Ben bringing me into this. And um, I would love to see as many people as possible experience the same thing. There were, I think, five podcast listeners in there with you. Um, And so if anybody would like to speak to someone else besides the two of us, if you think that we are, you know, advocating this just because we're behind a microphone, uh, we can have you, you know, talk to, you know, I think five, four, five 
podcast listeners yeah. who, were, who, yeah, were, a, who were in there who, yeah. re, who reached out to me and and you know i got them i got them all signed up and and two of them stayed with me my head of full house yeah, man. It, was like, it was like the mitt frat house over at aj's place like <laughs> i almost wish i had come over just because you should have dude it was amazing <laughs> because it was like the place zach and and pfizer two podcast listeners staying with me as well as my sister so it was like all four of us in there, plus Ben was there. It was like, a, yeah, it was like the MITT frat house. Like, it was amazing. It was glowing. You could see it from space. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth wonder of the world. Um, no, but it was just, it was really cool. So that yeah. was, you know, I didn't want to talk about this before because it was your big learn of the week, but that was, a lot of my week was spent supporting, you know, the people that I had, you know, uh, that I had brought into the, into the training mm-hmm. it, and it's true, man. People think it's a multi-level marketing scheme. People think it's a, it's a cult. Like it's, you can make up whatever story you want to make up, but Trevor has now gone through it. My mom went through it. Yeah. Oh my God. There were people that stood up and shared stories that were just like all walks of life, mm-hmm. like from all over. And, and if anything, it helped me break through my stories about judging people and seeing them make this again, the stories I make up about right. people that are completely false. Yeah. And yet somehow I feed them and feed them and feed them until they affirm themselves or manifest themselves in reality. So I can prove that I was right about that. Oh my God. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm stopping myself because to being right about that, about that, that thing or those judgments. It's not, no one needs this work. It's an opportunity. It, it, it it's not, MITT is not the answer is the thing that I keep saying to people. It's not the answer. You are the answer. Mm-hmm. You, Trevor, me, AJ, MITT helps you like break out of all the other crap that you have piled on top of yourself, your, your yeah. authentic self. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's amazing to have somebody like yourself who, I mean, it's your perfect experience. You had your perfect experience mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm glad, I'm like glad that you were resistant. It's not right. about, it's not about strong arming people into this. It's no. just about, uh, kind of, you know, my, my small group leader said it on one of the calls. He said, if I told you that, uh, you were responsible for homeless people, what would you say? And I said, uh, I would tell you that's wrong. I am not responsible for homeless people. And he goes, well, I would argue with you on that. And I said, why? And he said, he said, because you need to take responsibility for everything in your world. And I was like, yeah, but those are homeless people. They have nothing to do with me. And he said, and he said, Trevor, you as, as a part of this human experiment or whatever, these aren't his words, I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. as a part of this world, as a part of this, this life experience, you are co you are one seven billionth of the experience that is created on this planet. And you need to take responsibility for your role in creating this world. So now if I said you were responsible for homeless people, what would you say? And I was like, well, if you look at it that way, then yes, I am. And he's like, do you want to change it? And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't like the fact that we have people that are down and out and having a hard time or that are addicted to drugs or have certain blocks in their life. And he's like, well, then what are you going to do about it? Hmm. And it's all about just owning it, you know? And, and he said, you know, it, it could just be as simple as just like talking to people about it, you know, just talking about it positively and health and seeing if you can brainstorm ways mm-hmm. that you can help. It could be volunteering. It could be writing a few checks to an organization. It could be a million different things, but that was a huge paradigm shift for me was that you have to own everything. Yeah. Even the stuff that has nothing to do with you seemingly. Yeah. Own it because you are responsible for creating this world. Right. And we, we all have our own piece that we are responsible for. And if we don't do anything with it, then then what are we doing with our lives? Right. What are we doing with our time here? Why are we here? Right. Right. And it, and and it's important I want to point out here because this is a big breakthrough for me too is it's not about beat up either. 
Hmm. It's not about like, you're responsible for homeless people, you bad, bad person. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just about coming into recognition of, like you said, your part in the human experience. Yeah. That's all it is. Because otherwise, you're going to be a silo. You'll be disconnected from other humans. You'll feel like, uh, like I don't really know what's going on here. I don't really feel like I connect with people except for like this small group of people, like my best friend, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my whatever. And it also allows you to disconnect from the bigger ideas like homelessness and war and stuff like mm. that. You just go, yeah, I can just, just totally check out here. Right, right. You know? And I just keep coming back to, you know, moment to moment, we are a choice. I think the biggest victim conversation that people have is the feeling like they don't have a choice about certain things. Yeah. When you do about everything, mm-hmm. everything. And just whether coming, you want to <clears throat> know it or pretend to not know it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretend to not know it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. um, we are the author of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to kind of wrap this up and put a, put a bow on it. You said, uh, that somebody had told you that this would be the best acting class you'd ever take and that it was not even about acting. Yeah. And, after you experienced it, you said, absolutely, that's exactly what it is. And now I, I get to say the same thing. I, I can't even begin to, to describe. I mean, I could tell you that I could, anybody who's interested, I had the most telling dreams the past two nights. <laughs> I told I told AJ before we started yeah. recording, but like they are so unbelievably clear and telling about the work that, you know, I did the past five days. It is, it is absolutely the best class you could ever take for your work, yeah. for your art. No matter what that art is, but if you're an actor, I mean, the, uh, arguably the most intimate f- artistic form of expression there is. Any any artist, but yeah, definitely actors. I mean, as coming from an actor to actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I wanted to kind of loop it back towards the acting thing because, <clears throat> I mean, it's our lives. You know, on this on this show, we talk a lot about you acting, know, acting is autobiography, but, but it's autobiography, and we talk about all aspects yeah. of, of an actor's life. And mm-hmm. this is this really just kind of like it gets everything in one fell swoop. Yeah. Well, and then, and then, you know, I know you're going on to the advanced course and, and one thing I'll say about that and tying it into this acting thing is like the advanced course showed me how deep my well was for expression. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So like I got a little bit of that in basic, but like when I was in advanced, I was like, holy shit, like this is the, this is how, this is how far I can go with my expression, with other people, with my vulnerability. I'm like, okay, there are literally no excuses that I can't show up this way on stage, on film. Wow. I just, and it's not about like Stanislavski, let me remember a time in my childhood when my dog died or whatever. It's just coming into recognition of like, damn that's how powerful my instrument is, mm-hmm. you know, cause we, t- <clears throat> a lot of people will talk about getting in touch with your instrument and taking dance classes and doing movement classes and going to the gym and stuff and being physical. And I don't know that anybody necessarily talks about getting in touch with your, your, your emotional well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what that, what that is capable of. This rabbit hole goes deep, man. Super deep. <laughs> Super deep. Uh, let's roll into this interview. We've been talking for like 35 minutes here. So uh, we have part two of Darren Petty's uh, interview on this episode. This is uh, a little lopsided. I didn't I didn't quite time it right. And uh, this interview is only about 13, 14 minutes long. So we'll see you guys real soon. But enjoy the second part here. A lot of good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you in a bit.
what's really kind of striking me about this conversation is that you're one of the kind of rare actors, unfortunately, in this city that really views this line of work as exactly that, as a line of work, the same way a plumber might view his line of work or a, you know, a lawyer might view his line of work. You're not in it to, you know, um, at least not predominantly to kind of get known or to get your face on TV or things like that. You come from a very kind of different place of like, this is my craft and I'm for hire. Yeah. And um, I think that's like a different, that's, that's different than most actors come out to LA to approach the business. Well, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. I mean, I have an ego, and there's a part of me that's like, you know, I love it if I, yeah, I mean, you know, I want all the stuff that all actors want. And or, uh, But, you know, my dad and my brothers are tree surgeons. They get up every morning at 630 in the morning, they're cranking chainsaws, and that's how they go to work. And uh, maybe that's just, uh, there's a little bit of that humility in my blood. I mean, that sounds so precious and <laughs> pretentious uh, scratch that uh, I, I, you know I don't know I don't know I mean I trust me there is my agent would probably tell you no that he, he's definitely got an ego in there like when I'm like <laughs> I'm not going in for that that's too small they can offer me that if they want me to do that you know that's, right, that's right. don't get me wrong that's there yeah. but I, I think maybe it's a little bit like what I was telling I mean I was uh, having been just a little bit older when I got started and having been I, you know I would be a complete liar if I said I showed up my first day at Juilliard and I wasn't scared to death you know uh, and didn't it wasn't a part of me it was like you don't really belong here man look at the you know it's interesting because I, I was I actually had this conversation with John Slattery we were talking about we were talking about someone we knew actually and uh, who's just one of these guys who can walk into an audition and just be like boom I'm the guy I'm the guy and it's not even really about his work it's almost about that he can throw that out there but he can also throw it out there a little too much sometimes and and i mean you know it, it, but it works for this person this person is very successful and it works and john and i were both just talking about like there's, there's just something in me and, and he said he had the same thing that's just like you're an asshole shut up <laughs> if i try to do that too much it's just like shut the fuck up man nobody wants to hear that you know so um yeah it, it, that might be to my detriment you know it, well i was i was actually i wanted to ask you because you've been working so and you know booking all these great um guest star spots and recurring character uh roles and that kind of thing i was actually my next question was going to be about what you think works for you in yeah. the audition room, you know, yeah. uh, when you book a job, when you don't book a job, uh, how you walk in the room, you know, um, how you present yourself. You've obviously created relationships with some of the, you know, key players in Hollywood in terms of producers and showrunners and, and casting directors. Um, so, you know, our listeners love to hear like what works you yeah. know, in the room. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's a great question. And it's one that I'm still constantly asking myself because I do not feel like I'm a, I'm a good auditioner. I'm a, I, I, I feel like I'm a better actor than I am an auditioner, you know, and if you're an actor, you know what that means because auditioning is its own. Yeah, it's a different beast. It's a different animal, yeah. And um, and some people just know how to go into a room and just blow it up. And I, I, I'm, my choices tend to not, uh, not be very intellectual, so it's not like I can just sit down with a script and be like, oh, I think, this, you know, it comes, it's a little more instinctual and a little something that comes... You know, in the theater, it comes through rehearsal, and the hard part of doing a 
TV show is, you, you know, you need to make some choices before you get there and then let some of it kind of develop take after take or whatever, you know, if, if you're in the, you get the luxury of having take after take. So I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm constantly trying to speed that process up. And uh, auditioning is one of the places where, you know, sometimes it's like good to just make a choice and just go with it whether it's right or wrong. The hard part is I've made big choices before and gone in there, and in the middle of the scene felt like, oh, God, this is completely wrong. <laughs> there's no backing choice. out now. But there's no backing out. <laughs> You're you committed. Gotta, yeah. you got to make a choice and commit to it. I find that works better than making no choice at all, which I've done that plenty, where I'm just like, I get a nice sense of the audition, and I learn the lines, and I go in, and the feedback will be like, yeah, he was fine. He was good, but nothing really... And you leave thinking, yeah, I was fine, I was good. Whereas when you make a big choice and you go in there and stick to it, you leave either thinking, I really, really shined and rocked that. Or you leave thinking, man, that just blew. But either way, you're not just like, that was fine. And either way, I don't think they're looking at it like, there's nothing worse than then. That was fine. Hmm, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with a review. I've had reviews that were like, Darren Betty was fine in that show. And it's just, it's, I'd almost rather really get like, who in the hell was that? What was he doing? He made the wackiest choices. Or, of course, you want, you know. Right. This guy's yeah. genius. But, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to kind of actually switch gears a little bit and ask a kind of a, a, a big question. Um, why are you an actor? I mean, I know you said you enjoyed it. Yeah. And you just kind of like went with the flow and you thought, you know, I, I enjoyed doing this. I think I'd try to take some classes here and then kind yeah. of unfolded from there but um why have you stuck with it you know again not to get too precious uh hmm. when i when i said that earlier you know hmm. like yeah i enjoyed it i mean i was understating it i mean i loved it i loved it from the get-go the first time i did a play i just loved it i like i mentioned before i was a terrible student in high school uh, kind of a burnout and it was the first time i had like the smart kids coming up to me being like wow you were you were actually really good in that and um and I just was, and I, you know, I just felt like, because acting's so weird. I mean, there's training and there's there's technique and there's all this stuff that does help loosen an actor up and, you know, teach you a little bit about ma- making choices and, and maybe how to use your voice. But it's just one of those things. It's like dancing. Either you can act or you can't. Either you can dance or you can't. And uh, I just felt like I could. I didn't feel like, wow, I'm the greatest actor in the world. Never have, and I never will feel like that. But I did. I just felt like, oh, I think I can do this. And and then once I started learning about it, I I just fell in love with it. And even though I've had moments of hating it and moments of thinking I don't want to do this anymore, I just bottom line is I just still love to do it. I love to do it. There's, you know, when you do a play, and I know you guys have experienced this, and I think it's for anybody who does. Some, what they love, whether it's playing baseball or, you know, dancing tango or or acting or whatever. When you when you get get in that place where you, that's all that's happening, and you are there one hundred percent, and there's not the chatter, the brain chatter going on because you're so focused on what you're doing and what's going on with the other person or the other people that you're working with, and the audience and for those couple of hours, you just you leave your life behind, and you live this other life, and you're completely there. Now, every play is not like that. Obviously, you're doing a Sunday matinee. Sometimes you're thinking about Jesus. I need to do this, and I gotta, you know, I got bills to pay. Try not to do that, but 
especially in a long run of a play, it's hard not to let that happen sometimes. But those times when it's when you're just there, that's uh, you know, it's such a gift to to have that to have that to have you know. I think actors are so lucky because I mean, how many people do you know? I know so many people that are my age now, twenty eight. And uh, <laughs> and they still don't know what they want to do. You know, they don't have um, a, 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 this this big passion in their lives, or they don't have. A, I'm not saying they're like without goals because I, I hate talking about goals and stuff like that. But they're like, you know, they, there's you, you, we're, we're all incredibly lucky if, if, whether you're making a great living at it or not, whether it makes your life crazy in some ways or not. To have this thing that you just love, you love to do it so much, and you just want to do it. You just want to get out there and do it. You know, give me the ball, coach. Let me go out there and and do it. And whether you're doing it at a little theater on Santa Monica Boulevard or on Broadway or in front of a camera or wherever, you're you're, you're doing it. You're doing you're doing what you love. And um, so, does that, yeah, does that answer the question? Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's magic. Absolutely. I know. I know. We've got to. Uh, we're running out of time here, so we've got to wrap up real fast here. But we have two questions we'd like to ask. Uh, all our guests before we we let them go. So the first one's a little bit well, they're both a little new agey. But um, the first one is: Do you feel? I mean, you know, maybe we already talked about this, so maybe I'm going to ask you to repeat yourself. Um, but do you feel that this career path, this lifestyle, chose you, or do you feel like you chose it? No, I mean, it does sound a little new agey. I know. But, uh, <laughs> I would have to say I feel like it chose me. Because it's yeah. definitely it's not one of those things, like I said, where I'm from. That's part that's on the list, you know. Right. That's it's it's it ain't up there with driving a truck. It ain't up there with, you know, working in a hardware store. It's, it's like this was definitely something that I feel like I feel like chose me, mm. which makes it all all the more tough when you feel like it's not treating you well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, thanks, hey, man. you chose me. You chose why, me. Why are you treating me so bad? Come on. <laughs> I've been nice to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, and the second, the second question is um, it's sort of like the Desert Island question because we're going to force you to get really specific. But if, if you could take everything that you've learned, <clears throat> whether it was from you know growing up in the South versus going to the military versus going to Juilliard versus your career right now, if you could sum it all up, into one like nugget of advice for somebody who was either just getting started or somebody who maybe was losing their passion. It was like, what, what's the one nugget of advice that you would give to somebody? Keep them going, basically. Uh, that's easy for me. And, and I'm not saying this because I do this so well, but this is the thing I try to remind myself, so I guess it would be fine for a young actor starting out or anyone else in their lives. And that's, I just try not to take myself too seriously. Hmm. Because that's when I get in trouble. Hmm. When I get into that place of like, wait a minute, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Or don't they know who I am? Because no, they don't. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> or, well, you know, if I can just be, if, if I can keep a sense of humor about stuff and try not to take everything too seriously and wear life like a loose garment, as I heard many wise people say, everything seems to run more smoothly in this business and life in general. So I think that's the one thing I would pass on. Oh, oh my God. God! Wear life like a loose, loose garment. garment. Yeah. That's, there you go. That's a little bit of a noodle baker. That's a, that might be a knowledge bomb. Is that a knowledge bomb? <laughs> Put it be. in. 
Darren, thank you so much for well, sitting down with us. This, this is so great. I'm, I'm really thankful that we got a chance to, to catch you before you take off to New York. Me You're too. going to work on now uh, a show in New York, yeah? Yeah, a play called Detroit. Um, it's going to be at Playwrights Horizons where this started that we brought to Culver City. That's right, yeah. So uh, yeah. Amy Ryan, David Schwimmer. Larry oh, Cullum, wow. who played my father in Mad Men, he's going to be in it. Well, that's great. So for our New York-based listeners, um, they'll have to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll make sure we put some information for that uh, on the website. Do. And if, if people want to find out more about you, um, where can they go? They can just call me. Just call me. <laughs> just call you up. <laughs> find out. Oh, hell, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, are you on, on uh, Twitter? I mean, you have an IMDb no. page. We'll link to I mean, yeah, there's an IMDb page. Yeah. I'm, I don't do Twitter or any of that stuff. Okay. So just... Yeah, IMDb, cool. I guess. That might be it might be better. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I love Twitter, but I feel like a lot of times it dispels some of the mystery that that we like to have around people. Yeah, we, I mean, can you imagine if back in the, if if you were reading Humphrey Bogart's tweets? I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't have the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anyway, awesome. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Actually, it's really funny. Darren, thank you so much well, for being thank here, you guys. No problem. Okay, guys, welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, brief second part of uh, Darren Petty's interview. <laughs> Not hopefully. You guys <laughs> dug it. Come on. Darren's awesome. I mean, he really, awesome. he's like a guy's guy. He like he just he just says it like it is. Yeah. I, I love how authentic that guy is, yeah. how genuine he is. Yeah, he was yeah. super, super cool. Um, Came in with his Red Bull and his, like, you know, his, like, Vans and his jeans and his flannel shirt. Yeah. He was just like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it was awesome. Very chill. Yeah. Very chill. Great guy. Great conversation. Um, I hope he's back on the West Coast soon. I kind of want to take him up on that offer to go grab a beer. Totally. You know? Well, um, let's talk about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Right That's now. A good, awesome segue. Yeah. Perfect segue. Mm-hmm. He's in New York right now doing a show called Detroit at Playwright Horizons. The link is on our website. But if you guys get a chance to go check it out, please do. Not only support his work, but also because the show looks pretty sweet. I wish I was in New York. I would absolutely go see it. Yeah, so any listeners who are in New York who are in New York, go check that out. Um, and uh, we wanted to talk about what he said about wearing life like a loose garment. Yeah, well, there's, there's the knowledge bomb in there. I mean, I'm sure you guys just heard it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a knowledge bomb, man. Wear life like a loose garment. Don't take things too seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, go with the fl- be in the flow of things yeah. rather than... It's basically like don't be attached to what stuff looks like because if you tr- if you keep trying to shove that square peg in the round hole, it's like insanity. You know, it's like trying the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. So if you wear life like a loose garment, if you're detached, however you want to say it, detached to the results. You know, you're not attached to the results. Then all of a sudden, it's very fr- you, yeah, there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. You, you set yourself free from from what you think things are supposed to look like. You know what I mean? What's and then, up, Tony Mindell? <clears throat> How are you? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude, uh, what is your pick of the week? <clears throat> um, my pick of the week is um, a website slash YouTube channel that I uh, recently discovered um, called Archive. Well, the website is M- Emmy, as in the Emmy Awards, MMTVLegends.org. Um, and when you go there, that's not the name of the website. So it's going to get kind of confusing, but it's called the archive of American television. And they also have a YouTube channel that is, um, youtube.com slash 
TV legends. And basically what it is, is they're putting together an archive. It's really cool. It reminds me of some of the work that they do on like NPR, where they're like archiving the American experience. Not necessarily This American Life, but where they go around... I can't remember what the name of it is, but they take like a um, a, bi- a bus or something around the country, and the bus has like a recording studio in it, and they bring people in, and they just have oh, them I've tell their those. life story. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, um, those it's kind of cool. like that, but for television. So it's called the Archive of American Television, and they basically just talk to like film, television, uh, uh, media anchor people, legends. Like, you know, people from, like, Danny DeVito to, like, Al Roker and, and, and everything in between. It's basically, uh, it seems like to me, based on what I've seen so far, uh, that they're just archiving the history of American television, but doing so by talking to the people themselves. So they talk to people like, um, you know, Sid Caesar and, uh, and like I said, Danny DeVito and Dan Castellaneta, who, mm. you know, Simpsons. does Homer Simpson yeah. and uh, is on The Simpsons. They're just interviews, and the the awesome part about it is they're asking them questions that we would maybe ask. You know, you don't hear the interviewer. They're just talking, but it's like, rather than them talking about, uh, you know, what their next, you know, project is, they're talking about acting. You know, like, <clears throat> I can't remember if it was Dan Castaneda or, 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 or um, Danny DeVito that said it, but they were talking about, like, look, memorize your lines. <laughs> Because, you know, when you have a play, you have have two, three, four, five weeks to to rehearse, and then you're doing film and television, you don't have those, so memorize your lines. And it's like, it's like the simplest thing, but it's amazing to hear it from like these actors at the top of their game, have had an Mm. amazing career, very storied career. To kind of get that advice for them and doing it in a, a, a video format, you know, that's cool. It kind of bridges the gap between you and them a little bit. Yeah, to yeah, hear that kind well, of thing. Yeah, it also to me it bridges the gap between um, between what the Emmys are working on here and our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, it, uh, it 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 just reminded me of our, our of our podcast, and and it's just there's something very special about it, very historic. Mm. Um, it's it's cool. It's cool. I haven't watched a whole lot of the videos. Um, I just discovered it, you know, um, in the last couple of days. So I've just been kind of like going through, and they're all like, most of them are very short, especially the ones on the YouTube video. They're like three minutes, and then there's like the full interview on the website itself. So. Cool, sweet. Well, we'll make sure we stick a link to that in the show notes for the episode uh, on our website. Awesome. Emmy TV. Legends dot org dot org is the website, right. and then their YouTube channel I think is just youtube dot com slash TV Legends. Sweet, cool, man. So yeah, yeah, Done. very cool stuff. Boom. <clears throat> How about you, man? Uh, my pick of the week is um, not necessarily acting related, but you know, again, we talk about life on this podcast, uh, the artistic life, uh, a lot, and um, I, a huge anchor for my life has been my swimming. Uh, I've talked about that a lot uh, on this podcast, I think. Uh, you know, I, I've swam competitively for a good chunk of my life. And uh, I joined a swim team out here, and I've been swimming with them. I had my first meet several months ago and, and did really well. And um, it's a huge anchor for me to be uh, to be on this team. And I, I love the structure. It's like, it's kind of like having a personal trainer, but at the pool. You go, mm. you go to these workouts, you can find... It's called Southern California Aquatics, or SCAC, S-C-A-Q for short. Uh, I'll put a link on the website, um, but it's it's a team, but it's for people who are all levels. I mean, there are people there who you know have been to the Olympics several times who just still swim there to wow. stay in shape and do their thing. But there are also people who literally don't know how to swim, who are the other side of the pool, but doing the same workout as you, just uh, you know with slower intervals or whatnot, and they have a little more attention from coaches. But 
it's all levels. And it's just this really, it's, it's part of a larger organization called us masters swimming masters is basically any swimmer that's post college. Uh, okay. and it's not competing professionally. It's not getting sponsored or paid to, to compete or train. Even you don't have to compete. You can just go in there and get a good workout, but they have work, they have agreements with pools all over the area. Uh, Santa Monica College, Loyola Marymount University, uh, University of Southern California, uh, Westwood Recreational Center, Culver City Plunge. They have a schedule on the website you download every three months with the new times, and you pick the workouts you want to go to, and there's a coach there, and there's other swimmers there, and you just do a workout. And the coach can give you feedback on your technique, and it's an awesome workout. You're outside. You're in the sun if you're in Southern California. And it's just been a huge anchor and amazing thing for me. It's been one of my kind of artist dates that nice. just kind of happens several times a week, you know, and I, I just, I love it. Uh, and if you're not in Southern California, the good news is uh, that the USMS, the US Masters Swimming is nationwide. So you can go to their website, which we'll also put on our website which is usms.org and you can find a master's team near you and get involved. Usually the first uh, workout or two are free. If you want to check it out, they have student discounts. They'll work with you on at least my team and masters worked with me on the, the initiation of the membership fees. You don't have to be a master's member to swim with a team, but you do if you have to want to, if you want to compete. But if anybody has questions about this, let me know. Uh, with my team, you get a free workout. I'm happy to go with you uh, and just kind of, you know, be there as, as a source of support while you, you know, go through this kind of awkward thing of, of maybe being new to the sport or, or to the people there. It's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's art, it's strength, it's, it's, it's flexibility, it's the mind game. I mean, it's the full, it's the full Monty when it comes to working yourself. So get in touch if you're interested, but awesome. that's my pick. Southern awesome. California aquatics. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And also us, and, US? and U.S. Master Swimming, yeah, yeah. USMS. Cool. Yeah. So cool. that's all there is. Oh, you know what? Before we go, we have to give a shout-out. Susan Moss, uh, who's a patron of ours and has been for a long, long time, um, she's been supporting the podcast, she sent in a donation a couple weeks ago uh, in uh, honor of another podcast listener in Germany, Jana. Am I saying her name right? I don't know. Jana or Jana? She'll let us know. <laughs> Jana, Jana, let us know. Uh, now Jana, that, maybe? Yeah, we, we we spoke over Facebook a couple days ago. Or Jana, if it's... It might be. It Jana, might be, yeah. Chris. Chris is her, her last, last name. name but yeah. We spoke over Facebook, and she's been making these great like Hollywood stars for people, like a Photoshop job of a Hollywood star, but it, they're really good. They, yeah. they look really convincing. Yeah, they look really real. So people in our Facebook group have been getting these kind of free, kind of fun photos for you know whatever they want to use it for, and she made one for Inside Acting, and it looks awesome. So we threw it up on our Facebook page, and uh, she made one for Susan, and Susan said, you know, you're doing such great work. Like, Can we give you something? And she said, I'll just make a donation to the podcast in my name. How awesome is that? Beautiful. How beautiful is that? I beautiful. Mean, so, Susan, thank you. Jana, 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 Jana. I'm so sorry we're butchering it, but <laughs> thank you so much for what you've done uh, and for for helping keep us going. I mean, amazing. That's total total givers. Yeah, and it's, it's it feels humbling to be sitting in front of a microphone with people like that out there doing that yeah, kind of thing. You know, absolutely. So thank you guys. Beautiful. For those of you who might want to support the podcast in a similar way, there's a lot of different ways you can get in touch with us and, of course, get started exploring those ways to support uh, and interact with the podcast. You can start by going to our website, InsideActingPodcast.com, and the easiest way to be in touch with us is probably to tweet or email us or call our voicemail or Facebook us. <laughs> that's, that's four different ways. 
There's yeah. a lot of easiest ways. <laughs> a lot of easiest ways. Uh, email us, insideactingpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners and uh, any anything you've got, give it to us. We love all kinds of feedback from across the board and around the world. Yeah, our voicemail inbox is getting kind of lonely. Yeah, uh, what's up, people? Call <laughs> us, man. We had so many voicemails for a while there, and now we've got the most consistent release schedule we've ever had, and nobody's calling. Maybe <laughs> you, you guys are call. all. Maybe you're all really satisfied now with the podcast. You never call. You never write. <laughs> Trevor and I just cry for like a week straight, and then we do this podcast. We stop crying for an hour to record, and then we start crying again. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, don't tell people that, man. That's one, weird. two, one, three, two actors. <laughs> it's one, two, one, three, two, 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 eight, six, seven, seven. Um, easiest voicemail yeah. box to I'm remember. Still, I'm ever. still blown that we got the two actors thing. Two, one, three, two actors. Two Unbelievable. Actors. Uh, it's yeah. beautiful. I love it. It was meant to be. Uh, yes. You also can tweet at us. We are at twitter.com slash inside acting is our official podcast entity. Both AJ and I uh, have access to and use that account. Uh, and then, of course, we're on Twitter individually. So if you want to get a little more personal with us, you can follow us there or interact with us that way. I'm at twitter.com slash Trevor Algot. Just go to the website for the spelling. And, and I'm at twitter.com slash digital actor. A lot easier. Um, go to your elementary school for the spelling. <laughs> Google it. Uh, <laughs> Google it. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, as Trevor said. Um, I almost said trevor.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash... my new nickname. <laughs> yeah. What's trevor.com? What up, trev.com? Uh, in, uh, what is it? Facebook.com slash inside acting. Yeah. Um, and you can also always find us on uh, iTunes and actor rated actor rated you can do a search and uh, give us a rating leave us a review um if you hate us tell us first before you give us a one-star review um yeah let us give us a chance to fix what you hate (laughs) right and then rate us but of course you're entitled to do whatever you want but uh and then at itunes um you can rate review and of course subscribe which is um the best way to get the um as trevor said consistent release schedule yeah yeah absolutely uh and then last but not least if you dig the podcast and you really want to give back i mean word of mouth interaction all that stuff that's kind of what we're here for but what we really kind of need to keep going with this podcast is financial support this podcast is not free to create and it definitely doesn't uh doesn't we're not done with it in like a half hour. Like it takes a lot of uh, organization and production coordination and post-production and time to upload and server fees and, you know, gas mileage that we like to be able to reimburse ourselves for. I mean, cause this is something we do is kind of a labor of love. So if you can support us that way, it definitely helps us keep going. So two ways to do that, head to our website, go to the uh, p- donate button on the right hand side. You can donate to the podcast in one, a one-time lump sum in any amount that you choose. Uh, and then uh, also as a, as a recurring monthly subscriber in three, five, ten, or twenty dollar amounts. And if you do choose that second option, you are officially a patron. Make sure you send us a, a headshot and a little blurb with some links to your your website so we can showcase you on our page because we want everybody to know who you are and that you support this podcast uh, that way. So thank you very much for doing that. Those of you who do and those of you who are thinking about it. Take the plunge. You can cancel at any time. And this is all tax. You can write off all of this as education expenses at tax time. So you have nothing to lose. Nothing. Except a few minutes, maybe. You know, <laughs> clicking through the website or whatever. <laughs> but you do that anyway. Come on. Uh, that's all there is to it, man. Episode 81. Yes? Yeah, man. All right. Episode 81. My, my name is Trevor Algon. And I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, shift the conversation. Shift the conversation.